What's up, everyone? This is Jacob Salguero back again with the Gen Z Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm with one of my buddies again, Jesus Avila. Say what's up, buddy. What's good, man? How are you doing? And with the absolute fashion star. Um, A king. The, the king, bro, from Austin, Texas, right? Sure. OG from, with the shirt, with the drip, man. If you're watching this, you you know, if you're listening to it on Apple, go to YouTube and just look at this man. Look at this man. For chain. five. Look at- <laughs> Oh my chain. god! <laughs> but uh, hey, incredible leader, um, part of authentic authentic city, right? That's the name of the church, right? Authentic yeah. city, man. These guys are great on the media game. These guys are reaching Gen Z. I actually have a buddy of mine. His name is Big John. I don't think you know him. Named John. He goes to your church. Uh-huh. I was connected with him when I was like in Dallas for the first couple of years. So I know he goes to Authentic City, and he tells me, "Wow, like they are incredible people. They love the Lord. They're on fire for the Holy Spirit, and uh, we we're reaching Gen Z." So. Hey, give it for Samuel Lee. Hey. Claps. <laughs> hey, go ahead, introduce Claps. yourself, man. Tell us about like your space in life and what you do and all that. Yeah, yeah. My name is Sam. Um, as he said, I go to Authentic. I love it. We just celebrated three years, like literally. Wow. Yeah, this past week we celebrated three years and it has been phenomenal. I've been there since the very beginning. Um, and it is just so cool to see like how God has moved through it all over these past three, three years. And, and it's been a phenomenal experience to like be a part of a church plant yeah. um, and, and really see something built from the ground up. And for you to be a part of something that you're actually like establishing the culture of many things have like been established for years. And, and a lot of churches I've been a part of for years have been established for a long time. Um, and it's really cool to be able to be a part of something that's brand new that you have an actual influence on when you come wow. into the building what you're doing, what you say, how you speak to people, how you connect with people, how you worship the Lord, all of it has an influence on the culture that's being set. And so I've loved every single moment of it, man. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, I do that. And I work, I work for a nonprofit here in uh, Oak Cliff called Youth World. And so we work with, uh, yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it. I've been working there for five years now. And wow. so we work with um, kids we were with families, low income, high crime rate. We're in one of the highest crime rate zip codes in all of Dallas. Wow. Um, and man, it is just, I, I love getting to empower them and to be in, able to inspire hope in a place where many people don't have hope, I'd say. Yeah, that's um, so good. And so, yeah, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Man, my man's a, uh, a pastor's pastor, bro. I think we need people like you, man, in this world. I think our generation needs people like you who see like what is a pastor right and i think i was faced with that question when i was pastoring a couple years ago and a student came to church for the first time in his entire life and i told him hey my name is pastor jacob and he's like what's a pastor he asked me and i actually took a step back and i was like that's very interesting like yeah like how 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 are we living like as pastors so people know like oh that's how a pastor should act right, right. i think right now gen z's perspective of pastors like the dude speaking on stage Maybe the dude falling into sin, like, you know what I mean? Maybe the dude with the nice cars or whatever the case may be, like, with the great media, like, but we, we've forgotten, like, what does it mean to pastor? And for you, like, I think what you just said right now is kind of awesome for the conversation we're starting right now is Mm -hmm. like, man, you're pastoring people without the title, right? Mm -hmm. You're pastoring people without the office Mm -hmm. in that, and you working in teen world, right? And it's like, or youth world, right? Youth world or teen world? Youth Youth world. world. Yeah. I totally butchered that. No, it's cool. It's <laughs> cool. <laughs> youth world. And it's yes. like, man, what if it looked like more youth pastors who would be more invested in something like that 
than their sermon, like their like aesthetic, like that's important to me. I love that. I think it's important. But like back to the conversations, like how do we show students, young people, what a pastor look like? That's my question. You know, what? How we? How do we show our next generation like what is a pastor? Yeah, yeah. I think what's most important is kind of even what you just hit on right there is kind of this deconstruction of the idea of a pastor being the person who gets on the stage and says some words and we clap whenever it's like, oh, that sounds really good. Like, oh, that was well articulated and really investing in the youth, like pouring into them, walking alongside with them. I think that the the best moments of pastor pastoral shit for me haven't really been the moments that are on the stage, but it's been the moments whenever I was, I was, I was hanging out with the youth one-on-one whenever I, I picked him up and, and men, his whole entire world was crashing around him. Whenever, whenever I was able to give somebody a call and they said, Hey man, I really need you right now. Like these are the moments that I believe def- define being a pastor, which is shepherding people, which is walking through life with people. Um, and so for me, it's never been enough for me to like get on a stage and really say some really good things. I think that's really big and it's a really big part of it. Um, But the pastoring comes into, hey, are you hitting up the youth after? Like, what is the follow-up? What are you saying to them? Like, yeah, they heard you say some words, but through the way that you're living your life, what are you saying to them by the way that you're living your life? Are you saying, man, I'm just too busy, man, I got so many things going on. Are you saying, you know what? I'm making time for you. I believe in you. I'm empowering you. Hey, I'm calling things out inside of you. I see that you have just like just the spirit of prophecy on your life. I want to call that out. I want want to bring you into that. I want to shepherd you through that. I believe that that's what defines a pastor. Um, And so it's really just being more intentional with how we're choosing to pastor people and placing less of an emphasis on the stage and on what you're doing um, on a Sunday or maybe a Wednesday or whenever you guys meet. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's so good. And kind of jumping off of that, like, I remember I, before I, I was a full-time pastor, mm-hmm. I was working part-time as well. I was working part-time at the church and then working part-time doing construction cabling of all things. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was in the interview process of this job I'm in now and just having conversations with the pastor here. And like they, my coworkers were asking me like over and over and over, like, what are you going to do there? And I was like, mm-hmm. what do you mean what am I going to do there? He's like, what do you mean? What are you going to do at working at a church? And like, for me, that question is like, duh, like I have this meetings, blah, blah, blah. Before an average unbeliever, they're like, they don't understand what a pastor does on Monday through Friday. Yeah. And it's like, man, Gen Z being the post-Christian generation, they don't know what pastors do Monday through Friday. And it's like, I've been on this mission of like showing Gen Z, like my generation and the guys lower than me, the guys I'm pastoring is like, man, this is what we do. And this is why we do it. And this is who we do it for and I let my lifestyle kind of speak for this is what my, my job does. So what's some questions you have about like to him, about him, like his pastoral, like living a lifestyle of pastoral ministry? And, uh, I guess I just want to kind of just be practical about it. Mm-hmm. Like what is, because I, I think Jacob hit a, a good topic. What I'm, I'm from the outside world, what is, what is our, they look at us and I'm like, what is, what do you do at church? Yeah. What does that look like? Every, why are you, why are you meeting it? You're working in a building that's only used on Sundays. Right, right. When, when in reality, it's an entire week process. You know, our week really starts on Sunday and ends around Thursday. We have Friday, Saturday off most of the time, uh, depending on what the week might look like. You might have to work the entire seven-day week. Uh, but kind of walk us through, you know, what is a regular day for you look like? Starting from you wake up, drink your cup of coffee, whatever it might be, or, you know, wake up and hit the prayer closet. 
Like, what is your regular day from that start as yeah. soon as you wake up to, I mean, to the, the time you hit the bed, you know, because I, I feel like a lot of us, we don't stop working because we're not in inside the office anymore at church. You sure. know, sure. so walk us through that. What does that look like for you? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, one of the really big things that, that I've devoted myself to, and I think that this is also kind of like a key to leading um, Gen Z and, and leading this next generation is yeah. I've identified that most students or even most of, of Gen Z in this generation, the first thing they wake up and they do is they go straight to their phone. The first oh, that's thing they good. Do, yeah. They get straight to something, start moving, start finding some way to like fidgeting somehow. Right, right, right. And so though that tendency is on the inside of me, I've got to know, I've got to make sure that dies at the beginning of the day. So at the beginning so of the day, good. I start off by making sure I'm praising the Lord. And so I wake up and I'm like, though my hand wants to reach over here and grab a phone or get to something or even look up a scripture on my phone. I'm yeah. like, no, no, no. First off, let me just give my thoughts over to the Lord. Let me set yeah. my mind on him first. And so the first thing that I do at the beginning of the day is I begin by prayer. I begin by just, just like, man, just giving God praise in the morning. Even if I'm just laying in my bed, sometimes it's me getting up and saying, you know, let me go into the living room and just walk around for a second and just start praying. Yeah. Super um, practical. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the first thing that I do. And I start off by doing that. Um, from then on, just depending on the day, if I'm at Youth World or, or if I'm doing authentic things or if I'm doing forum things for, for my brand, it just depends on what the next step is for me. Um, but a lot of times I'm very efficient. I like to wake up really early. My wife is a little bit different. I wake up at like uh, 4 a.m. Oh, not that early. No, no, not that early. <laughs> more like pastor, more, our pastor more, is like a four a.m. guy. Oh he's my, like, get up he's a, a read a beast, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah. four a.m. He's in the gym at four a.m. He's though. a different breed. Wow. Yeah, wow. it's it's. Great. Yeah, we'll continue, yeah. man. Go ahead. Well, yeah, so I hit the gym. A lot of times I love to hit the gym, go to the gym. And then um, I'll probably from that point on, just make my way over to either do my youth world stuff or my authentic stuff. And a lot of times what I do is I start off with. I guess what other people would call a planner. My planner is a little bit different. It doesn't say like, hey, this is what you got to do today. It says priorities. So mm. there's a list and it says priorities at the top. And so at that point right there, it's another connecting point for me to sit down with the Lord and be like, what do I prioritize? What do I prioritize today, God? Like, what is it that you have on my heart for me to do today? And so at that point right there, I kind of start writing down what the Lord is like really pressing so on my heart. If he's saying, you know what, you need to start off. You need to call a couple people, man, today. Hey, you need to set up a couple meetings to go and meet with these people, man. Yeah. Um, or, or whatever else it might be. Obviously, if it's youth world things, more prioritizing my list for youth world things because we do so many different things throughout the week. And, yeah. and so just making sure all that stuff is prioritized. And I give that over to the Lord once again. Um, and so pretty much I go through my day. I do the things that are on my priorities. Um, eat some lunch, of course. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got eat lunch. Um, and so, like I said, just depending on the, the day, it depends on what's going to happen in the evening. A lot of days I do meet up with people, whether it's students um, or young adults or just, just anybody. I meet up with people. Yeah. Um, I love meeting up with people. And so um, I, I do that. And then one of the really key things that I love that I get to do with my wife that I wish we did more, but we're, we're working towards it is we make sure that the TV is cut off by nine 30 or 10. That's good. And this is really big for us because what, what is easy to do is sit there and just numb out and be like, Hey man, my day's done. Let me just like decompress and right. just watch TV, sit back, do nothing. Like this is what the world tells us. They're like, man, you worked really hard, man. Just chill for a second. Like don't do anything. But I find that these are the moments whenever the enemy wants to attack. He's like, yes. oh, hey, you're in this you're in this resting period. And I think that the church has found 
the wrong ways to rest. And so since mm. we found the wrong ways to rest, we're never recuperated. We're never yeah, man is preaching right now. We're, bro. we're, we're using words like fire emojis oh, in the chat. Right, right. We're using words like, man, I'm burnt out and everything. And here's what I say yeah. is if I'm doing what the Lord has called me to do, there's no way I can be burnt out because the exactly. Lord me, gives exactly what I need. Yeah. So if I'm feeling burnt out, then probably I'm not resting and probably I'm doing the wrong things. And so if yeah. anybody's out there and they're like, man, I'm feeling burnt out, you may you may need to assess and be like, what am I doing in my day? Wow. Yeah. You out, it's probably not from the Lord. Wow. So, that's kind of like a, I don't know, a kind of overview That's of the day and what I do. Yeah. 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 Let's let's continue into that conversation of, because we're talking a practical lifestyle right. of what a pastor's life looks like. Dang, that was uh, fire. Though. That was incredible. <laughs> Good stuff. Bro, if I could drop a fire emoji on the screen right now, I would, I would just you know, send I mean, it to you. In a fire emoji right now. <laughs> just a, just a <laughs> random, uh, you know, that the DJ bombs? But to continue, um, the practically what our lifestyles look like mm-hmm. let's talk of, let's go into this topic of what 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 is rest for you bro like because yeah. at, at sometimes at times you know we're all different people we all kind of live slightly different lives right. um into a sense i just dropped my airpod case um how so all of our rest looks a little different what does rest look like for you and what what works right for you what what have you tried and didn't work for you yeah yeah i i think in different seasons it's different but let me, I guess I can use maybe this season, for example, one of the, one of the best ways that I've been able to find rest is actually whenever the Lord wakes me up around 3 a.m. in the morning um, and pay attention to the times whenever the Lord wakes you up. No, no, no. Pay attention to the times whenever you're woken because the Lord mm. oftentimes is wanting to speak to us, but we're so, so ready to go back to sleep or be like, oh man, let me get away from this. And he's like, wait, hold up, come to me and watch you find more rest. But anyways, one of the best ways that I'm able to find rest right now is the Lord's been waking me up in, in you know the middle of the night um side note if you're being woken up in the middle of the night does not mean you're more spiritual than anybody else but anyways so he's been waking me up <laughs> and i've been just going to the scriptures um and during that time i've been being being able to be filled up so much um and and i i find that in the moment when i'm not even sleeping in that moment like he's filling me up practically for me things that i do to be able to enter into the rest of the lord um worship I'm yep. constantly having worship music playing. I love culture. I love music. I'm, I love rap. Man, some of my favorite rappers, you might not even want to hear them, but J. Cole, J. Cole is one of my favorite. Let's go. Fire. I'm big. I, I grew up just listening to rap and I yep. love it. There's nothing wrong with rap, but here's the deal is I realized whenever I started incorporating worship music at all times throughout the day, yep. how yep. much more I'm rested. Dude, and yes. Yeah. I think, I think that's one of the most practical ways. And then being able to realize what it feels like to be unrested. Are you irritable? Mm. Are you constantly getting in arguments with your wife or with your girlfriend or with your friends who are closest to you? Do you feel like everything's an inconvenience for you? Do you feel like, man, like I have no energy to do anything. If you're feeling these kinds of things, this is clear indicators from the Lord. He's like, a lot of us are just like, man, I wish my girlfriend would change. Man, I wish my friends would change. Man, I wish my high school would change. I'm sick and tired of it. No, the Lord's wanting to do something on the inside of you. So if yep, you're unrested, yep, yep. it's not because of the world. It's because you're unrested on yeah, the inside wow. of you. It's, so, like yeah. a, it's like a work. You, you got you to do some work to rest a little bit, huh? Yeah. Well, the Bible yeah. talks about like how you labor into rest, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, man, we work so hard in the sense to rest. Like you have to 
you have to work it's so interesting like you have to cut off things in order to rest like mm-hmm. you have to like literally work yourself to get to that resting space like like you're yeah. saying turn off your tv turning yeah. off your phone like that's work for you because it's a habit so you get to work off those habits right and right. it's like man like those things have to be cut off in order yeah. for me to enter a rest right so really sure. you could say like rest requires discipline in a yeah. sense like you have to be able to have discipline in your life to have rest and one thing gen z has not been taught is discipline and it's interesting like sure. we hear like we hear about like i hear all over tiktok instagram all these places like man ceo of uh like jeff bezos wakes up at 2 a.m and like all this kind of stuff and it's like all these things are out of this world not practical for me today and at the church we talk about oh take your faith to the next level right mm-hmm. take the next step do these the greater things right like and it's true god wants you to do greater god wants to get to the next step god wants to make you higher but it's through discipline yeah. it's like we haven't taught gen z like how do you practically discipline people and like what you're just saying like man that's so clear for you you have your life like not your life but your time prioritized like that kind of thing like that's mm-hmm. dope to me and i think if we could as youth ministers like man maybe teach our students hey this is like become disciplined right now while you're 16 because yeah. then if you get disciplined at 14 15 imagine when you're our age right, right? imagine when you're 50 like your life's gonna look so beautiful because you learned how to rest at 14 you learn right. how to rest at 16 in a culture that says hustle 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 sure. like the church has to scream rest 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 right yeah. and it's yeah. like man like and that's a message that we have to be preaching we gotta be mindful of that and we gotta be able to be teaching people like rest is okay yeah. Like you're still going to get that money up, bro. You know what right. I'm saying? Your right. business is still going to succeed. Like you're still yeah. going to be successful in life if you rest. And it's like yeah. resting practically. And I'm going to hit it in this other aspect, resting in the Lord. Right. Sure. And it's like, man, Gen Z, I don't, I believe Gen Z finds a hard time to spend quality time with the Lord mm-hmm. because of the hustle culture, because mm-hmm. of the content culture, because of how fast life is moving, we mm-hmm. forgot how to slow down and just spend time with God. So yeah. now I see Gen Z leaders our age burned out faster. Sure. And it's like, because it's because they're, I heard this term, you're, you're giving out of your portion, but not out of your overflow. Yeah, that's good. And it's like, man, you have, this is your portion, right? Like, this is what I have for this week I got. And now you empty yourself out and then you're not refilling yourself. Yeah. When you when you serve and preach and teach and lead out of your overflow, it's like, oh, I'm giving you this, but I learned that 10 years ago yeah. because my intimacy with God was a part of my discipline. Yeah. And it's like those three things like were really important for me, like for Gen Z leaders to teach their students, to teach their young adults. One is to learn how to rest. Right. And knowing the signs of rest. What you said was incredible. Mm-hmm. The signs of rest and knowing to rest, mm-hmm. teaching how to really discipline your life practically, like right now mm-hmm. and like teaching like teaching each other like how to have habits of actual intimacy with the Lord. Yeah. And with that, like with the lack of intimacy with the Lord, I've noticed you see the lack of power in church. Got him. Sure. Sure. Uh, Got I him. Preach right now. Sorry. Preach, like, bro. Do we it. See, we see the lack of power in the church. Give me a word. And it's like where youth ministries, we should see, you know, it's going to be some of my Calvinist friends are not going to like this, but like <laughs> seeing people come out of wheelchairs, like sure. jug out extreme. When we should be seeing that, we're just still trying to get them to come back to service. Yeah. yeah. Like, man, the bar should be miracles. Like, the sure. bar should be, like, that should be the lowest floor. Right, but right. that's, like, far out now. And yeah. it's because, one, youth leaders, young, young adult leaders, like, pastors have stopped serving out of their overflow, out of portion. Well, maybe, like, I had a thought right now. I was like, well, 
if we have this, especially Gen Z and millennials, millennials have this salmonella. Salmonella. I don't know what I was. I don't know what I was saying right there, but millennials have this uh, distorted perception of what a pastor really is. If we got back to the fundamentals of yeah. of what being a pastor really is, and it's above you know the nice cars, and sometimes we the past you know pastors post their highlights, you know what their life looks like, and I'm I'm not calling anybody out for posting their highlights. God has blessed you in that way. God has blessed you in that way, and I'm just grateful that people get to see that your lifestyle looks like that because you followed what God had for your life. Um, But it's not just that, you know, what about the local pastor down the street who is struggling to make ends meet, but he loves people so well and people come to church because he's loving people well. So what if, if instead of all that, those highlights and stuff, what if as a collectively, as a group of pastors, we came back to the fundamentals, Mm -hmm. why are we here? I saw a quote today is remember your why, I remember your who mm. and it, it, it was, I was in class and it, it profoundly impacted me because I was like, okay, so what is my why? Right. 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 And who's my, and who's my who? Yeah. So let's figure that out together as, as a, as a group of people, as a group of pastors and continue to move forward so that we can see people come to Jesus. So we can see drug addicts be free yeah, yeah. so that we can see our families love Jesus and, and become an actual family instead of all the dysfunction we're seeing now and all the anxiety and depression. Right. Right. I, I agree. I agree. I think that my thought on it, like just to kind of even echo what you guys are saying, but the way that I think of it in my head is there's a lot of things that we're going to do as pastors that are going to seem insignificant in, in the physical and like the flesh, but have so much more significance in the spiritual. Yeah. Yep. And and we've got to be the people who are putting our significance and putting our value in what's actually happening in the spiritual yeah. things that aren't being seen. As you said, the pastor who loves people so well um, and, and you know, that, that that being the drawing card, you know, for people coming in rather than absolutely um, the, the, the buildings and the LED screens and everything else like that. Right. Right. Yeah. And like kind of wrap it up here is like that's the idea of like, man, the smoke and mirrors are now just smoke and mirrors. Right. And it's like, at first, like, like I've been saying this from the first podcast. I was like, millennials want it relevant, but now Gen Z wants real. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how? And I think, I think the big thing is like, how can Jesus apply to me today, right? And like, how can Jesus apply to my daily life right now? And if we teach that, we preach that, we love people that way. I mm-hmm. think it's important for our generation. You know what I mean? And something that's important, like what you were saying about the celebrity pastors and the highlights, and what we've been talking about. You know, Psalms twenty four. It says, such a generation of this, of those who seek the God of Jacob, the face of the God of Jacob, which is, is God, Christ, right? And it's like, it's interesting that God is like looking for a generation that's not seeking pastor's faces, mm-hmm. but seeking God's face. Right. It's good. seeking the face of Christ. Wow. And I think even, t- I, I think today, like right now, we're in a generation that does not care about your title and your name. Yeah. But they care about the one title that you do carry is son. Mm. Yeah. And I think like, man, like back kind of all this wrapping up is like the resting, the discipline, like the loving people all goes back into, do you look like Christ? Yeah. And if your life doesn't look like Christ, you shouldn't be on the stage, bro. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be preaching, bro. And I think, man, if you're a Gen Z leader, like straight up, Mm -hmm. like evaluate your life right now. Yeah. Do I look like Christ? Mm-hmm. And what is that? I think we can, if we have time for like maybe one small conversation. 
whatever you want to do. It's <laughs> not my podcast, bro. I'm just a, I'm just a co-host every now and no, then. Man's eating though. Um, what is, I mean, for me, like I understand what looking like Christ looks like in my yeah, everyday yeah. life, right? Um, what does that look like for you? Yeah, you know, practically, like for example, for me, I go to work. I work at a. I've been in the service industry shoot since i was 18 bro and there's every almost every restaurant that i've ever worked there's drug addicts uh-huh. alcoholics and absolute yeah. fiends for whatever it might be yeah and i've seen god do some of the most powerful things in their lives uh-huh. because of not necessarily my faithfulness but because of god's faithfulness uh-huh. and how i just come in all i do is show up yep and yeah. love them yeah. And, and they'll, because they'll be like, oh, last night I went to this crazy party, bro. I did coke. Uh-huh. But, but I'm like, hey, bro, like that's, that's cool, I guess. You know, church like, was I, dope I'm, this weekend. Church, but church was dope this weekend, bro. Like, I, <laughs> the pastor said this and I think it applied to your life. I'm like, you know what, man? Like, that really, that really does apply, bro. Yeah. And there have been tons of comments that apply to not who I am, but who God is. Yeah. Of, bro, I, I I'm Come just, on. I'm really thankful that you're here and that you love me so well and that you always take the time to listen to me, even though I'm talking about X, Y, and Z and it, you might not want to hear about it, but you, you sit there and you listen well, yeah. and mm-hmm. you not, you not only listen well, you care, Come on, care man. enough to go home and pray about it, care enough to ask me about a situation the next time you come in, next time we see each other. Right. So that's what looking like Christ looks like to me. And I would love to hear what that looks like for you. Yeah. You end with this. What does Christ look like for you? Yeah. Wrap, Wrap it up. Wrap yeah. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the plane. I think, I think scripturally, I mean, this is, it, it may sound cliche, but I think it's 100% the truth is that we love God and we love people. Got him. What it looks Absolutely. Like, Fire. What it looks like to look like Jesus. And I think that you hit it right on, like the head right on the nail is it's in our responses. When someone asks you a question, whenever an experience comes, whenever trials come, it's within our responses yeah, that it come actually on. looks more like Jesus. Woo. And so, so when people ask me, how are you doing? Even down to the smallest question of how are you doing? I've got to share Jesus. It's like, no, no, you just gave me access into your spirit by asking me this question that yeah. you may have thought was surface level that now I've taken past the surface into your spirit. And now I'm able to share with you. Yeah. You know what? How the I'm gospel. Doing? Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing great right now, but God is good. He's transforming my heart right now. I'm having a lot of. And let me tell you why. God, yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. wow. it's in the smallest responses and the big ones. You're out there, with, you know, with your coworkers or whatever, and they all want to complain about what's so and so and this and this and men. Why do they always do this? Why are we doing tip sharing? Like whatever, you know, whatever job you're doing. In those moments, it's easy to hop in and be like, oh yeah. But the moments whenever people see Jesus is when we don't look like them, when we don't look like the world, and we step up oh, and we say, you God. know what? Yeah, this is a crappy situation, but you know what? I know God's going to provide. Hey, so good. yeah, I know the money's going to come in. I don't have the most money in the world, but but I don't know why. But every time it comes yeah. down to pay rent, I have the money for it. So, so good, bro. The responses are important. So, so good. I think that that would be a practical way. That I'd say that's how you look like Jesus. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, th- this guy done. killed it today. I'm done. Shout bro. out to shout out to Sam, bro. Shout out to Sam, bro. Hey, yo, man. Wow. Give this a oh three million goodness, likes, bro. This give this, him a thumbs this up. Deserves a, a Oscar nomination. Can somebody? Oh. Get, we're going. We're, it's like Doge. We're going. To, we're rocking the ship to the moon. That was incredible. Oh my gosh! Y'all are right. great. Y'all are great. Um, hey man, I just want to honor you again. Thank you so much for being on here. Yeah, I know I'm blessed. 
seriously blessed. Um, yeah. Like I said, man, people like you are hard to find. And our generation needs people like you, man. Can continue multiplying yourself, man. Because our generation needs people like you. Um, I'll be praying for you. We'll be praying for you for sure, you and your wife. And uh, hey, follow at Forum Vintage, right? Or is it Forum Vintage? Yeah, Forum, forum Place. Is what forum Place. Yeah. Dang it. Dude, I was going to say Forum Store. Like, I had bro. four things in my head, dude. All I, do, I do this forum, bro. I follow them. I follow them. I follow them. I follow them. You're not a real fan, but I follow them. Bro. Oh my god! So what's I'm up? Kidding. I'm kidding. Forum place. Follow at forum place. Follow authentic city. Yeah. Church. You have a youth page or not? Just. Nope. Good. One place. church, right? Come on. Yep. That's another podcast for another day. Another day. Another day. <laughs> this guy is hey. going in today. Hey man, thank you for hopping on. Yeah. Bless you, and uh, we'll see you later on the next podcast. Later. Bye.